Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I am joined right now in downtown Toronto with my friend and trusty producer Max Kerman, as well as our pop culture aficionado Shane Cunningham. Fellas, it's always great to be with you guys. It's great to be here. Yeah. We're actually, our turnaround time has been pretty quick because we've been so busy lately. I feel like our pods have been few and far between as far as our recording time. Yeah. I feel like we all just saw each other a few days ago. I know. I like it though. It's nice. Yeah. I wish we had a daily show. Honestly. One day. Put it out in the universe and maybe uh, something like that could happen. Today on the show for our listeners, we have repeat guest and friend of the pod, Julia Michaels. Big time, big time, big time songwriter, uh, Max. Hit us with some of her big hits that she's written. Ooh, uh, some Justin Bieber songs, some Keith Urban songs, a Maroon 5 song. Did like, she write Hands to Myself? She did. That's the best song. It's fantastic yeah, Selena song. Gomez, Selena yeah. Gomez. She's amazing. She's great. So she's returned to chat with Max and I. Uh, Maxie, you were in the room because you're a fan. I'm a fan. And I deliberately was like, I know we've had her on the show, but I want to have her again because I want to meet her. That's right. It was more of a networking opportunity for me. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, if I get a co-write with her one day, one day, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, it's the biggest bomb of her career, though. <laughs> <laughs> we ruins her somehow. Yeah. That'd be very Larry David esque. Uh, <laughs> we N words in it. <laughs> get to Julia uh, in a little bit, but before we get to the wonderful Julia Michaels. Fellas, what's been going on in your lives? Well, speaking of uh, female songstresses, was that, was that you nailed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we uh, had a gig in Thunder Bay this weekend. Oh, yes, just got back, and uh, I was actually pretty excited about it because, you know, when you play these summer festivals, it's all kinds of different bills. So sometimes, like when you're in some small towns, like you're playing with a bunch of people you've never heard of. Sometimes you're playing, you know, rock festivals with like big rock acts. This weekend in Thunder Bay, the two headliners were Sarah McLaughlin and Sheryl Crow. What you're saying is sometimes you get Sheryl Crow, and sometimes you get David Wilcox doing the Bearcat. Exactly. Exactly. No offense to any of the David Wait, Wilcox Wait, I don't get fans. that at all. <laughs> well, just like sometimes you really luck out and are on an awesome bill. Okay. Do you know David Wilcox? Is that an SNL character? No, he's like oh. a huge Canadian. He's had two big hits. Name one. Do the Bearcat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I do not remember that hit. What's the other one? I don't know. I'll look it up. Keep going. Cheryl Crow. So anyways, I was was pretty excited about it. We hadn't played Thunder Bay in a while. And um, I'm a big Cheryl Crow fan. And and I really love Sarah McLaughlin, too. So um, are you a Cheryl Crow fan? Of course. Oh, my God. Love Cheryl Crow. Are You Strong Enough, or Strong Enough is what it's called. That song's phenomenal. That song's amazing. If it makes you happy, I've mm. been saying this for the last decade, that's my favorite vocal performance of any pop singer in the last 40 years. Mm. Like, the way her voice breaks up in the chorus, like, if it makes... Like, yeah. it's just perfect. It's kind of like that effect, like, when when you turn up a guitar amp just enough, and so the, it breaks up just a little bit, so it's, it has that right amount of grit. CanCon in the video. There's a Mountie in that video. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. And her career, you know, she has so many hits. Anyway, so I was just so excited to play our set and then kind of get a little buzz on and watch Cheryl Crow and then Sarah McLaughlin. McLaughlin was finishing the night. Now, another reason why I was looking forward to the gig is that we have a song called Book Club. And now I posted this clip on Arkell's Instagram and Facebook if you want to check it out. But basically, the story of Book Club... And that's You know, it's my favorite Arkell song. Is it? It is. Oh, yeah, I, I really like that song. Oh, really? So the, this, the song is about a few things, but kind of takes place with my friend Matt, who I grew up with. 
driving me around to, to Union Station in his mom's car when we were se- like 17, 18 years old. You know, and Matt has sort of like weird taste in music and he likes to listen to like jazz and blues, which is always, I think, kind of strange for like a 17-year-old kid from Toronto. Uh, and I would want to listen to like rock or rap or whatever. But the one thing we both kind of agreed on was Women in Songs, volume mm-hmm. two or three. Yeah. Because if you're our age and you had a, an older sister or a mom, there's a good chance that CD was like very big part of your life. Like I feel like a lot of my friends like everyone's mom had women in songs of course and and of course if you're a child of the 90s Lilith Fair was a big deal oh yeah Lilith Fair was started by Sarah McLaughlin on women in songs volume three Sheryl Crow and Sarah McLaughlin are back-to-back track seven and eight Dixie Chicks are on there too, Dixie Ch- everyone's Alanis yeah. Morissette uh Natalie and Brugler like every great yeah. female act in the 90s on that so anyway I was so I was just like really looking forward to like having it was Anthony's birthday that night and we we're just kind of like really looking forward to it one note about book club, you know, when you say, I was going, uh, 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 yeah. Maddie. I always thought it was Maddie, a girl's name. I know. I Gr- thought that too. Girls think it's a, but a girl named Madeline. Or, mm-hmm. But, no, but it's friend, your buddy Maddie. My friend Matt. Matt, who I call Maddie. Setting the record straight. Go on. Yeah. So we play our set, and I tell that whole story uh, going into book club about how the, how how the music of Sarah McLaughlin and Cheryl Crow like brought together two quarreling 17-year-old boys. Like, and, and when you tell the story on Instagram, you're swearing like a sailor. I know. You're like, listen, motherfucker. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Does it need the swearing? It's like, this is about women in songs. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I think because I was like <laughs> nervous telling the story and like I hadn't told the story, so it wasn't like part of the bit. I hadn't told that story in a long time. I think I was like a little bit nervous. I was generally happy with execution, but I was swearing. Six fucks. I, really? Yeah. Uh, see, did yeah. you count them? Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen this clip. Is this your story or did you post this on it's, Instagram? It's on Instagram. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, I gotta watch so check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't count. There's a lot of fucks. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. I was like, holy fuck, holy shit. Yeah, I was, I was swearing. You were excited, man. I was you were excited. juiced. So the, the set happened. People seemed to like it. We had a good response. Couldn't, I was happy with our set. So then go off stage, like, have a couple beers, like work is done for the night. It's like seven o'clock. Cheryl Crow goes on stage. She opens with uh, Every Day's Winding Road. Ooh. And then just the set goes on and on and on. It just has like hit after hit. So now this is kind of funny. So this younger band that played earlier, I forget their name, but they are from like our neck of the woods who are going on tour through Thunder Bay. They, they come up, oh, can I have your photo? I, uh, we're big fans. It's such a huge honor to play with you guys. Of you. Uh, to us. Yeah. And I was heading back to the stage, and just as he's talking to me and showering me with praise, I hear from the stage, Cheryl Crow goes, give it up for the Arkells. Oh, my God. You know, that, they were amazing. Any band that, that's into women in songs, any guy that's into women in songs, that's good with me. So, because normally when you play with, like, a big international touring act, they're not watching yeah, the, the opening course. bands. They like, may not even be there yet. Yeah, usually they roll in 10 minutes before. So yeah. the fact that she's referencing something that I had said, something I never thought that she'd actually hear, was I was, like, so excited about. That's phenomenal. So, but then the problem was that this little shit was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and, you and, missed your moment. <laughs> well, then, and, and, and the thing is, that, but then I had to, in the moment, had to go, like, listen. What he's doing to me right now is what I would be doing to Cheryl, so I need to respect him. So I really try my best to give him his full attention and full due. But in my mind, I was like, get me the fuck out of this conversation. I want to go right to the stage. So at this point, I'm feeling so fucking good about myself that Cheryl Crow like, knows who we are, gave us a shout-out. I go around to the kind of the side stage and her band sort of like nodding at at me and the, and the other guys in our band just like kind of smiling because they recognize us. Then I go around to sort of the pit, like the photo pit. And there's nobody else in the photo pit. So for a couple security guards, but I'm kind of just off to the side. And Cheryl Crow like 
looks at me and smiles and kind of gives me like a head nod. So at this point, I'm like on top of the world. And you know when you're like a little bit drunk and you, you start kind of having fantasies? <laughs> like you know? hall pass stuff? Not hall pass stuff, <laughs> but more like, you know, she was there with her children. I'm like, I could be their father. Kind of, you know what? That- <laughs> The hall pass was the weird thought? <laughs> no, not a hall pass. Parenting her kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, it's like, you know, she's 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 dated like a bunch of heavy hitters. Owen Wilson, oh, Lance yeah. Armstrong. Like, she was Michael Jackson's backup singer. Why didn't you assume she dated Michael Jackson? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> or at least her children. <laughs> hey, that's his fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so um so i so then i start kind of thinking about like uh you know our future together right and then uh, you <laughs> of know course. yeah uh, of course. You're, you're kind of in that mood and i was like imagining my name on her wikipedia page like then in 2018 she dated r kelly you know you <laughs> yeah. know when you yeah, yeah, yeah. specific mood but yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so that happens <laughs> you know when you're drunk i don't know if i've ever been that drunk <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't know so that happens so i'm feeling so good also one of the reasons why we even got the gig in the first place is that carter hutton who is an nhl goalie played for the st louis blues we met him in st louis on tour he's from thunder bay he's there with his family and, he, and like they're super happy to see me so i'm just feeling kind of like royalty like cheryl crow's giving me a shout out there's an nhl goalie like is texting me asking for beers like i'm just kind of like feeling like a big shot and so then cheryl crow's done I go back to the um, the bus and kind of hang out with the guys in my band. I run into Mike D like ten minutes later, and he and he has this kind of look in his eye, <laughs> and he goes, "Yo, Max, check this out." And Mike D's never like particularly smug about anything. He whips out his phone, shows me a picture with him and Cheryl Crow. Mm. So I go, oh, that's amazing. But in my mind, I'm like, that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, you (laughs) You got to get one. I I was so jealous. I got so jealous. So then I'm sort of like, well, that's your future wife. This is my future wife. Stay the way from my woman. (laughs) (laughs) So then I see her outside of her bus like 15 minutes later. But I changed my jackets. So I was like, is she going to recognize me? I don't know. And then she's taking a picture with somebody else. So I kind of feel a little lame because I'm now, I'm not her peer anymore. I'm sort of like that fan waiting for a photo. Yeah, of course. You got it. Well, this is McCartney's whole thing. Are you a friend? Are you you a friend? Are you a friend or are you a fan? Anyway, I go get, I get the photo. She's super nice. Couldn't be nicer. But then because I was like probably just like a little too buzzed, I start doing the thing where I'm like trying to have some sort of personal connection, like the Bill Hader thing that happened to me last week. Yeah. Where I just start throwing out random references at her. Yeah. So I'm like, do you know Mark Needham? Like, like the guy who's mixing our record, but love the yeah. She's like, the noise afterward is yeah. weird. Though. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> <help>. <laughs> no, in my mind, that's how I'm sounding. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, and she's like, no, I don't, don't know that guy. And I threw another one. She's like, uh, yeah, kind of. Like, so. All my references are falling flat. Oh. And oh. my Has the photo happened yet? The photo happened already. Oh no. Now you're just hanging around. So just now I'm just sort of hanging around and I'm sort of making I was asking her about like producing who produced your new record. I'm I feel like I'm trying to ask intelligent questions that like a peer would ask, not like a nerdy fan would ask. But it's just not going good. And like in my mind, like I'm, I'm going from like royalty to like just. Well, you were probably w- hoping that fan came back around to like ask for your autograph this or a picture. Is it yeah. it would have been very cool if, <laughs> if that if I had my own fan swarming me. Where's that me. little shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where's that guy when I need him? Yeah. So, so you're just you're slowly falling down this totem pole that you were on literally yeah. 25 minutes before. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just feeling so stupid. 
And then I kind of like, okay, see you later. And I just sort of like shrug my shoulders and just kind of like walk away, just like feeling really dumb. So that happens. So the other part of the night that I had been meaning to get around to is that we have this People's Champ contest, right? Or not even a contest, but we're like awarding kind of local members of the community with that have been leaders or have done good deeds with these People's Champ medals. Have you guys seen those? Yeah, 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 on your social media. Yeah, yeah. so, so and we've given them, like, to school teachers, bus drivers, or whatever. And Manager Ash and I had this idea to give one to Sarah McLaughlin because she is, like, the ultimate people's champ. So I kind of collect myself after my disastrous Shale Crow meeting. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give Sarah McLaughlin this people's champ medal because I think it's kind of a nice little thing. She doesn't, we've met her on a couple of occasions, and so she kind of knows who we are. And we know her band really well because uh, Luke Doucette and Melissa McClellan from Whitehorse are in her band. Like, they're okay. peers of ours. They're from Hamilton. They've lived in Hamilton. So I write her this note on just a piece of paper. Be like, yo, Sarah, you're the fucking best. Like, keep keep doing, like, you know, she has, like, a music schools in Vancouver and Edmonton for, like, uh, low-income children. She's like, a true philanthropist. Of 100%. That's, like, she's known for that just as much as she's known for her tunes. So she finishes her set. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to go right on the bus. I go on the bus. I see Sarah. She's talking to somebody. Security doesn't stop you. No, no. <laughs> Luke and Melissa are sitting on the, on the, on the other couch in the bus. I have the People's Champ medal and the card in my hand. I'm like, hey, Sarah. I'm about to be like, hey, you know, I had this kind of like launch into this thing that I wanted to just like kind of give her. Who's she talking to? Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. So so the person turns around. (laughs) It's Cheryl Crow. And and to me. (laughs) There's Max again. In my mind, Cheryl Crow's like, this fucking guy again? What the fuck is this? Who let him on the bus? Like, get him out of here. So then I was just like. I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm not. Sa- I was like, hey guys, just want to say uh, thanks so much for having us. Our bus is rolling. I made a point of saying bus, so like we're a band on a on a bus, not in a fucking tour van. And then I just crumple up the paper oh, and the metal, and then just put it kind of on the shelf, like in the corner of the bus on my way out. So Sarah McLaughlin might oh find God. this metal on her bus, but the note you wrote is there too. Yeah, it's there too. Oh, oh that's. <laughs> That's exactly what I would have done. I was just like, that's so heartbreaking. As soon as Cheryl Crow turned around, I was like, oh, fuck me. I was like, I can't can't do this ceremonial thing, even if I tried to make it cute, because Cheryl Crow's going to be like, what the fuck is this? Who is this guy? Why does he? I'm here to bestow this metal upon you. If you bow your head. Champ is here. (laughs) Why is he carrying around a medal? What is wrong with this guy? (laughs) I'm going to my bus now. <laughs> oh, so I, I just slinked off into the night. Heartbreaking. Yeah. So that was Thunder Bay. Cheryl tweeted at you. Now, this was the redeeming thing is that <laughs> in our conversation, she said, Oh, tweet that picture. I'll make sure to share it. I'll, I, you guys were amazing. She, and by the way, I'm making Cheryl Crow out. Maybe some listeners are like, Oh, was she not as friend? No, Cheryl Crow was as nice and cool and like laid back and like generous with her time. And like authentic and real to everybody. Like it doesn't kind of get better than meeting her when it comes to celebrities. I think you've made it very clear to our listeners that you were the weirdo in this exchange. Oh, 100% the weirdo. And she couldn't have been nicer. So then the next day we tweet the thing. And then she's like this band. And she gives us like this amazing compliment on Twitter. It's like what a awesome. I forget exactly what she said, but it was like very sweet and nice. And God bless her. All right. Well. Man, that story had a little bit of everything, you know? Flying high, going low, and then redemption at the end. Yeah. But today on the show, fellas, we have 
For the second time, like I said up the top, Julia Michaels. She right now has an EP out that I think has been out for quite some time, Maxie. Yeah, it's been out since spring. Uh, called Nervous System. Was Julia more guarded now that she was more famous this time around? No, she was actually just as nice as... I, cause I met her very briefly at the MMVAs. I wasn't there for the first one, but she was basically the same. But right? you can be nice, but I mean, was she less open to be like, oh, I'm dating Shawn Mendes? No. <laughs> we didn't ask that. Here's no. what... I, so, uh, yeah, like, I talked to her the first time, and we had a lot more time, and she was, like, really open. Go back and listen. She was really cool. This time, I felt like she was exactly the same. She remembered uh, the first conversation. Yeah, she, yeah, she totally recognized you. Yeah. Uh, she was like, oh, your hair was longer. Yeah, at the yeah. end, she's like, yeah, your hair was longer, and you had a penis. She's like, I like it more now. I yeah. Like, Thank you, Julia. And I think she's obviously super talented like the hits speak for themselves but i've also heard that like from people at universal that she's just the best hang like and just is totally sincere and genuine and i feel like that is a common characteristic with successful co-writers because ultimately if you're adam levine or keith urban or Bieber, like you want somebody who's like sweet and good to be around and seems like you can be vulnerable around them. And she strikes me as the kind of person that would just be like a very fun person to collaborate with. Yeah. Uh, she had, she just has that demeanor about mm -hmm. her. So yeah. And sometimes I say this to kind of young musicians asking for advice. I'm like, part of being like a good collaborative musician is just being a good hang. Cause if you're somebody who kind of exudes the wrong kind of energy or is nervous or is uptight or whatever, people just don't want to be around it. It's as simple as like, do I want to be around this person in a studio for 12 hours a day? And if the answer is no, then you're probably not going to get the work. So the fact she's wickedly talented and also just has this like pleasantness about her, I think has served her really well. Are you a cool guy to be around? Don't ask Cheryl Crow. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> um, if you are tuning in, maybe just to hear Julia Michaels, and this is your first time here, you can find us everywhere at Michael Much on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, everywhere podcasts are found uh, at Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, if you're watching YouTube. at your desk. <laughs> All over the place. We have over 100 episodes, 100 future interviews with so many uh, fascinating and accomplished people. So please check us out at Michael Much. Uh, guys, let's get to Julia Michaels. Let's do it. I think so, yeah. yeah. We're a, okay. we a lot of time, though. Yeah. We're prepped. <laughs> cool, yeah, sweet, yeah, awesome. When'd you get to town? Yesterday. Nice. Yeah, I got here yesterday. Where are you coming from? Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, we nice. just finished the first leg of the Maroon 5 tour. Oh, yeah, how's it going? Oh, it's going really good, yeah. So we, we finished that and came straight here, and then we leave from here tonight to France for a couple days. Ooh. Oh, yeah. just for press stuff or a gig? Yeah, yeah, oh, just nice. well for both, yeah. Did you get that Maroon 5 tour from the co-write? Or how did, because you have a song with. Yeah, that. Help Me Up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that sort of how the, the thing came together? Yeah, it is. Uh, we we have been obviously fans of each other for, for a minute, and then we did Help Me Out. And uh, he was like, you should come on tour with me. And I was like, ha, <laughs> 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 And he's like, no, seriously, you're coming on tour with me. I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so we just finished that one. And then we got 20 more shows together. Wow. Are you finding those, those big rooms? Like, are there amphitheater shows? They're really different. I, I just did a tour with Niall Horan in Europe, and we did theaters. So it was like... 
600 to, you know, 7,000 people each in, you know, different places. And you can see everyone's face and they're super interactive and they want to sing everything with yeah. you and be involved. And, and when you're in an arena, it's, it's so big that yeah. you feel like you're singing to sort of an abyss. What's your eyeline in an arena? Well, so the way they have the stage built, it's like this big V that connects at the bottom, and then there's a pit of people, and then there's just a, a, a huge crowd of people around it. Yeah. And and I'm only able to go on certain parts of the stage, so my my eyeline is usually the people in the pit. <laughs> just right there in yeah, front of you. Yeah, right there, which I don't mind. I like. Oh, you're connecting. I just, yeah, I just wish there were more, more of them instead of the little tiny bubble. Yeah, I was trying to like okay, if if it's like you know weird headspace yeah. uh, at a particular show, it's like all right, I have to remind myself like find the smiling person who's singing along. Oh yeah, that's just what like I just do. think about that every person. single time. Yeah. yeah, and I had to I had to really work on that for this tour. Like, uh -huh. even if there's one person singing every word, it's like I'm here for you. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, with um, I'm kind of always curious about Adam Levine because. He's really transitioned from, in my mind at least, like a band dude into like a full-on sort of pop star. Yeah. And w so when Maroon 5 is putting together a song, like is it mostly Adam and the band comes in later? Like, or does Adam just like take fully written songs and just sings over top of it? Like how 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 collaborative is he? Is, is he? Adam is one of these rare people that can that can hear a song and know that it's... It's gonna work. Um, I don't know a lot of people that have that that pop instinct that it works so well for. He is one of the the only people I know that can curate an album and it feel cohesive and full of just like hits. I don't know how he does it, but even just working with him in the studio, I mean, there's always people around. The bands around, his friends are around, uh, and he just knows. It's so special. I can't do that. I don't know. I don't. I know maybe a handful of people that can. Sure. Yeah. So he's like um, more of like the conductor. He's like, all right, yeah. that's gonna work. That's gonna he's work. He's the curator. Yeah, that's cool. Big it's picture awesome. guy. He's like the Steve Jobs. Yeah. He is like the Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you played last night uh, with Sean Mendez. I sure did. It was all over my like everyone that works here in the building. It was yeah. like all their Instagram stories were like you guys up on stage doing your thing. Yeah. Good show. Fun times. Oh yeah. This was my first real set in toronto uh last really night. yeah i know right i know you've done the awards you did the mvas yeah oh really so like just a like a song thing. here or there but yeah this was my first uh, yeah that's my only performance i've done here oh so, wow nice uh, where yeah. was it it was the mod, cl mod club i think it looked like it was mod at club oh it was at the mod it was yeah at the mod wow club. yeah nobody knew it was just all secret show yeah it was a secret show yeah uh it was awesome i i wasn't even supposed to do that but his team found out we were going to be here the same week. And they were uh. like, come open for us. So we just did a really small acoustic set. We did a, just a few songs and oh, awesome. then came out and sang with him our song together. And it was great. Well, that's what we wanted to ask about. The song is Like to Be You. Yeah. And you guys co-wrote that together, obviously. We sure did, yeah. Jump right into that. Walk us through that. Is that song you had? Is a song he had? How does that come together? Uh, so that's a song we wrote together, actually. Uh we had gone on tour together and we had talked about writing together for a while and it just it didn't pan out until it panned out and 
Uh, so it was that look like it's like we'll get together and we'll write yeah. and then it's just like yeah. you never get in a room. Yeah, it's like people that are that are like, hey, we should hang out and then never do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then you have to be somewhere not in where you actually live to go for lunch, like yes. Toronto. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. It's, it's like oh, I guess we'll go for lunch across the yeah, con- continent. In six months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we finally got together. We wrote three songs in two days, and wow. of those three songs, two made the album: uh, "Nervous" and "Like to Be You." And yeah, we just we finally got to do it, and it was really special. Were you around for the John Mayer producing s- section of the session? I was not okay. around for that. I'm I'm more like words, lyrics. Yeah. Make sure that's all cohesive and right, and then I'm like, cool, you can do that. I'll see you later. I'm gonna go take a bath. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, do you know how to work computers? Oh, hell no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I'm right no. there with you. I don't know I anything. I stick with what I know. Yeah. I put my 10,000 hours into writing. I don't I don't know anything about that. I'm like, what's this button do? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like my only studio expertise is asking for the aux cord. Uh-huh. Like, yo, anybody got an aux cord? Yeah. I want to show you an idea. Yeah. yeah. My The extent of my abilities is turning up my vo- my vocal <laughs> in the studio. Let's crack my voice a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You said you wrote three. Yeah, we wrote three. What happens with the third song? That's up to him. If he wants to give it to someone else or oh, put it on a different situation. Yeah. So even though you guys co-wrote together, he walks away with the third song because you're more there sort of in support of him yeah. as opposed to like a yeah. collaboration. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. I mean, I'm if I'm there for him, I'm there for him. Who uh, out of... The co-writes you've done because I mean the last time we talked you sang I wasn't there for it but listening back you sang the original Bieber lyrics for uh, Sorry yeah and it was awesome just hearing your voice sing it you like, told oh. the story about how it's staccato yeah uh, you go 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 and, and yeah. then you guys had to change it yeah. on the second round of revisions yeah yeah we did and I love that it was like so cool to yeah. to hear like it, in its initial form with other co-writes like are there any any, any artists that sort of surprise you I'm like oh this person really knows like you know, is is way more into songwriting than I assume they'd be. Like, does anybody stick yeah. out to you in in particular? Yeah, I mean, all the time. I mean, Sean is a great example of that. Um, you always you always hope that the person that's singing these songs, like as a pop artist, is writing these songs. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. And I mean, that I mean, that's not like a a diss to anybody. It's not an indictment like, on their. Talent. I mean, there's so many, like, you don't have to be a songwriter and a singer and a model and a dancer uh, and, 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 and like make your own clothes and like <laughs> all of this stuff, you know, you don't have to be so all encompassing. You can be one thing and be uh, absolutely amazing at it. Performing in itself is, is uh, a talent. Like yeah. I don't, yeah. So, um, you know, I think but when you see someone who's like, who can do a bunch of those things yeah. and write songs, you're like, oh, I'm like, OK, yeah, I yeah. see you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was Sean for me. He he really wants to prove himself and show people that he can actually write and he can actually write. Yeah. As a songwriter, have you ever watched the movie uh, Music and Lyrics with uh, Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant? No, I have not. I uh, haven't. I'll just throw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's more for my brother. He's a big movie buff. Uh, nice. I'll send you the link to the movie. It's it's a real uh, people gem. say I look like her. 
Do they really? Oh, Drew? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see oh. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, now know. you have to see this movie. <laughs> I, I can see it. A certain era of Drew. Yeah. 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 Basically, he's a former pop star, like a wham, like a George Michael type, but the Fine. other guy, Andrew Ridgely, and she's like the cleaner at the house, and then she helps him write a song. Nice. It becomes a big hit. Fantastic. And then it's their relationship. I don't know why I'm getting into music and lyrics. Uh, <laughs> no one's talking about that movie. music and lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I know you love Worst in Me. Oh yeah, I so love we were going to ask you Thank to walk us you. through that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the, 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 and the chords to me are so like kind of Coldplay in a in a way. I don't know if uh, that or just the piano sound. It kind of reminded me of like a Chris Martin sound. But yeah, walk us through writing that one. Um, so that song's amazing listeners by the way listen to it Aww. i think i tweeted about the day it came out i was like this song is killing me right oh, now oh thank you yeah that song um i wrote it actually the night i got in a fight with my ex and it was the same lyrics but a different melody and we were in the studio it was our last day that we had together me justin trantor and matt man and robin and we had done the whole nervous system ep together mini album together and um he was playing chords and I had this idea, and then I just reworked the melody so that it fit with the words that I wanted to use uh, for that course. And I sang it, and they were like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, the let's lyric, the vocal's so intimate. It's like, really, it feels like Thanks. you've just gone to a fight with your ex. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it on the piano at his house. <laughs> oh, wow. And then, and then reworked it in the studio. Okay, we have two minutes, uh, so we have one more question. And related to that, because in your last time we talked, you said like you know when you're writing lyrics, you really need to to feel it. It needs to come from a real honest place of yeah. experience. What happens if you're like ah, you know last few weeks I've been hanging out in Toronto, <laughs> not much Sean is popping. Med- yeah, I'm going to France. Like I'm not that <laughs> angsty about anything. But like, what happens if the well runs dry for a couple weeks? Is that a tough place to be in, or do you just go to that place somehow naturally? Well, I luckily have a lot of have have the ability to um reimagine the past uh, okay so i do a lot of that like um my new single jump yeah. i i did i i wrote that about somebody that was trying to like court me basically and uh-huh. i i was just not ready for it i was still very much heartbroken and but he was so lovely and i was just like if you would have given me just like like an inch more time then this probably could have happened uh, but yeah so 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 you just went back in time in your head yeah. and tried to like think about every little detail yeah oh that's good i'm, I'm really good at details uh-huh. are you writing them down or is your brain just sort of like catalog them all and stay there yeah, ready to just, be pulled out for you at all times yeah. i like to say that my brain when i write is like the um have you seen the price is right I've heard of it. Okay. The television show? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. You know <laughs> like one of the big, most famous shows like, ever. The big spinning wheel yeah. that they pull. Sure. Uh, that's my brain when I'm writing, and each tile is a memory. And oh, then wow. it just sort of goes. That's what we're going to write. It's like that asshole. Go. Yeah. And then I just sort of piece together different things that I remember from that core. Do you ever um, take like an ex- someone else's experience that like a friend who's told you it's like oh and then you like totally. take a detail of that and put it into your you'll own tell thing. their story totally yeah, yeah. yeah. I've definitely done yeah. that yeah because nice. sometimes they don't know to ar- how to like articulate it themselves sure so That's I'm like oh this could be a really fun uh-huh. song like not only for them but for me too because I've definitely been through this situation it's just a different perspective of looking at it you know uh huh 
Yeah. That's cool. Okay, you guys got to go. We got we to gotta <laughs> send you off to do more press. This is awesome. Fun. But yeah. thanks for coming back. questions I've been yeah, dying no, to ask you. Yeah. Welcome to The Desserts. We are joined by our friend and pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. Shane, how you doing, man? I mean, you were here off the top. I don't know why I'm acting like uh, we don't know how you're doing. Well, we are recording this first. Yeah, you're giving him a, a peek behind guy. the curtain. <laughs> yes. For our listeners, we are recording this first, and then we're going to do the open after. Mike's busted in a lie. I know. <laughs> I know. It's showbiz, man. Yeah. Speaking of showbiz, my intern contest uh. has taken off. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll get to that in a second, but I just like to report the numbers. Like, this episode hasn't been out very long yeah. at all, the last episode, where I begged people to watch my Jersey Shore digital dessert. Yeah. So it, it had 358 views mm -hmm. and one comment yeah. the last uh, time we recorded. Now, how many views do you think it has? 500. I'll go with 420. 435. Editor's update. When I went to edit this podcast, it had jumped to 615 views. Yeah. Wow. Which, you know, pod's been up for two days. Yeah. That's pretty good. And one of those days was a weekend. Hey. Like pretty much halfway through Saturday. Yeah. Never yeah. underestimate the power of pandering. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Or wait, is it pandering? Or begging. Begging. Yeah. begging. No, pandering is when yeah, you're pandering. pandering is when you talk down to someone. No, right? no, it's when you suck up to somebody. You're pandering to them. Yeah, when you're appealing to their sensibilities, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it meant when you, like... Like, talk down to someone and appeal to their sensibilities. <laughs> I don't know. Don't pander. But I wanted to show you one of the submissions for the intern contest. Oh, okay. It's good. Like, they did their research on kind of my sense of humor. Or maybe this is just their sense of humor, too. Mm. Wow. Shit. All right, let's watch You guys it. haven't seen this? No. no. Okay. Seriously. Yo, whoever's submitting after that has a lot to live up yeah. to. Do you think she's playing up to my sensibilities, or do you think that's... No, she, she was at the live show. Yeah, that's right. Justice. Yeah. So Justice is a fan. I, I know her, yeah. So I would say I think she is. I think she knows exactly what your sense of humor... I think she absolutely cleverly... And she nailed it, too. Yeah. Yeah. That thing when she, like, walked away and then turned around. You know what that is? That's some good pandering. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought pandering was. Yeah. Yeah, appealing to one's sensibilities. Yeah, yeah okay. Shit, man. Good luck to everybody else. Do you think that's a real submission? Yeah. Because she lives in Windsor. Yeah. Is she really going to move to Toronto? Oh, I mean, and that's like, a question you'll have to ask her. That's as, on, as, yeah. as the boss. That's a huge th cross the bear to, like, have someone move cities for a digital dessert. That happens maybe once, once every month. <laughs> yeah. So that's number one. I still want more submissions to come in. Yeah. My idea is to kind of have a game show, too. 
to, <laughs> okay. to have people on and have a really interactive interview process. Okay. Yeah, so this is like The Apprentice. You're like Donald mm -hmm. Trump. Yeah, yeah, I like getting... He's the pr prime minister of Canada <laughs> in 10 years. <laughs> but I do like getting people to uh, do stuff for me. And I got... I think he's a fan of the pod, but we've been interacting. He's had some issues with the GoBus. <laughs> so he, a kindred spirit I'll, I'll get him to explain it but i basically sent him on a little mission for me to get to the bottom of what's up with it and oh. i'm gonna call him right now wow oh wow. Okay. okay and he says he's the only person on earth more awkward than me so oh good you okay so I this person reached out because of your plight against the go bus from hamilton toronto and you have now sent him on an investigative report and if you don't know what we're talking about shane thinks the go bus is way too cold so he has to wear a coat on the bus and then get out in 30 celsius weather yeah so how are we putting him on speaker here i'll, yeah. I'll put my mic up hello is this spencer yes it is it's Shane. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You've uh, changed your voice since the last time we talked. You have more of a radio voice on now. Uh, I have you on speaker. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to talk about your go bus experience, basically, because a lot of people have thought it's been only a problem I've had, and I was kind of picking on the people who run the go bus. So I just wanted to, for you, to talk about your experience. Okay, so I totally agree with you. So I, I usually take the train um, to Toronto from Burlington and then goes, go bus back. But um, I, I took it this weekend uh, on Saturday for the Beck concert. And, you know, it was, what, 40, 45 degrees out with, like, the humidity. Get on the bus. And like you said, I think it was a couple podcasts ago, it's nice at first for the first, you know, five, ten minutes. And then instant chills and super uncomfortable um basically freezing the whole time to toronto and then we took it back same thing or first he didn't even have it on the bus drivers which was nice it was a bit warm i'm like you know what i'd rather take this over being super cold and then um he turned it on and it was freezing and i even saw the tape i think he posted on instagram on the vents yeah, just super cold, and then I think I, I messaged you a few times, like, just on the Mike How Much Instagram account, and I sent you a few videos. You know, I had a few drinks, so I was a bit tipsy, so I figured I'd... Or I was about to message you and say, oh, I'll talk to the bus driver, and then you said, oh, can you talk to the bus driver and record it? I'm like, okay, done. You actually got the solution how to fix this problem. How often do you actually try to solve something, and you just go through all this red tape, and you never get the answer? But you got the answer. Oh, which is good. Yeah, but um, I just want to, uh, were how much of a thrill was it for you when uh, I answered your Instagram message? Oh, I was stoked. Like, <laughs> what, like, well, for one, it was, well, you're a dad now. It was like one thirty in the morning, so I was even surprised that you're up. I only uh, stopped drinking during the pregnancy. Afterwards, <laughs> I'm allowed to do whatever I want. Okay, that's good then. You couldn't uh, hear the music from the strip club, could you? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Okay. Do you hear right now? I'm in, I am in Niagara Falls right now. Can you hear? I'm just outside the downer. Are you at a strip club? Uh, yeah, I'm at the downer. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I asked you to also ask people around the bus because you went around and actually did a survey and asked everyone on the top part of the bus if it was cold. And what were the results of that? Uh, so I just had like hands up who's absolutely freezing right now. And there's... <laughs> A couple girls, you know, they're just coming back from the club, and they're all freezing. They're like, 
oh, it's fucking freezing here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, don't worry, we're, we're, we're making changes here. Uh, <laughs> I went down, talked to the bus driver after everyone got off, and I, rec- I swear he knew I was recording, too. Like, I had... I had my phone off, but I had, like, the phone kind of up towards him, and he kept looking at it. Because don't worry, we're going to um, alter your voice for this anyway, so it you don't have to worry about getting, like, busted. Uh, no, 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 that's not necessary. That's, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so uh, right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the clip. And this is was very exciting when I got this footage. I was a little disappointed because I thought you would have recorded when you did the survey asking people because that would have been great content. So I had to chastise that, that you a little bit. Of, that was kind of last minute. As I was getting up, I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to. Yeah, but you should have known still. <laughs> My apologies. Because I am putting you in the running for the intern contest also because we haven't gotten enough submissions. So. <laughs> okay, done. I was actually going to. I was listening on the way out to Niagara Falls today. Okay. I was going to oh, I'll apply for that. Okay, perfect. You just have to do a video. Uh, keep it under 60 seconds so it can live on Instagram, and then we're already considering you, but the video will help your chances. Okay, that's perfect. Sounds good. All right, but we're going to cut to the audio, and then I'm going to tell the guys, uh, because they're obviously not going to be able to listen to the audio you sent me, what the okay. solution was. I forget what the solution is. You don't even remember. How hammered <laughs> were you? <laughs> Spencer, how are you doing? Um, uh, Terry. Quick question. Yes, can, sir. Like, can you guys regulate the, uh, like, the AC? Yeah. Like, do you have, like, a dial, or is it just either an well, on or off switch? Uh, well, we can regulate it. Because, uh, like, every, so, like, I've had numerous, like, I have numerous friends that, like, travel, like, from here to Toronto, like, yeah. daily. Yeah. And always, it's, like, absolutely, like, even all the girls here are, like, freezing today. You can, you can tell the driver. Okay. Yeah. Because even, like, if you go upstairs, I, I, I didn't look today. Off, like, these but, like, half, like, you know, the vents on the side, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all tapes. Because people are, like, oh. even, <laughs> no, I'm, them? yeah, because <laughs> even, like, last week when it was, like, 45 degrees out, mm. like, my, my buddy was, oh, not my buddy, acquaintance, was, uh, yeah. like, sending a, or he sent me a picture and people were like bringing coats on the bus because it was so cold. Okay, the only reason why we turn on the AC, well, okay, it's hot, uh, because it's, yeah. it's hotter up there. Yeah, yeah. And the windows, you cannot do anything with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, if we turn it off, like we cannot accommodate everybody. Oh, of course. So yeah. if we turn it off, then somebody's gonna say, "Oh, it's too hot." Oh, yeah, yeah, of think. course. It's yeah. worse to I just think, think that it's oh. it's always it's always too cold. Yeah. But if it's really, really cold, just tell the driver, it's really, really cold upstairs. Because okay. sometimes we're not aware. We just yeah. set it at 20, 21. Okay. Okay, which is like the normal okay. temperature. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, what do you call it? The regulated okay. uh, yeah, yeah, regulation, yeah. right? Yep. By regulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So we set it like that. Okay. Right? If you tell us, as a customer, you tell us, oh, it's too cold, like, you know, and then we'll just turn it off. Okay, for right. sure. Until somebody says, driver's too hot, okay. then okay. we'll turn it on. Again. For sure, I'll definitely pass that on. For sure. Okay, yeah, you thank get you. The, okay. Yeah, have a good night. Yeah, you too. Yeah, have thanks. Thanks. Okay, so the solution is, if you ask the bus driver, he'll turn right. down the air conditioning. Right. <laughs> wow. I know, but I think he said that he keeps it at 21 degrees Celsius, which I convert to, like, I keep everything in Fahrenheit for temperature-wise. Like, that's, like, 67 degrees. That's way too cold. Like, even if they keep it at a higher, like, even just a tad warmer all the time, so then we, we wouldn't have to complain and get them to turn it off. You know what I mean? I agree. 
So I'm surprised this hasn't even been sorted yet. Do you know what I think they should do? Make an announcement every trip. Just if it is cold, come talk to me because I'm very intimidated to talk to the Go Bus driver. Mm -hmm. Well, I would be too, but I had a couple of drinks, right? So Yeah. And you had the power of the pod behind you. <laughs> yes, exactly. That too. Well, I thought of a business opportunity as well. Let's hear it. Well, you take the bus every day, right? I do. Toronto? Yeah. Well, you can either sell or rent blankets. Blankets, coats, keep keep the people warm. $5 a ride. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Spencer. Cue the music, boys. Sorry. Recording. Just a small part. I sure. Know you got to go, Matt. Okay, so I had an idea. Remember I said you, I have an idea you guys might not like? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know how when someone's offering someone anything, especially these days, it's like first month free subscription, Audible, get the first five books free. Yeah, you get them in the door with a sweetener. Exactly. And then they just stick around and then they're hooked. Yeah. What if I just gave people the digital dessert, just audio version, because they are interviews. I think a lot of them still work interview-wise. And I just tacked it on the end and just played it here right now. As for people who wouldn't actually make the effort to go to the YouTube, they're like, oh, fuck, these are actually good. And then they might be more apt to become a digital dessert intern and just be a fan of digital dessert and start changing their habits. Do you think it'll work just audio-wise? Yeah, because I, uh, I listened to it the other day, just eyes closed. We could try one. Should I do the T.J. Miller one? Oh, uh, I see. Okay. Or the Jersey Shore one? I think the Jersey Shore one. Okay. Cause I think. Uh, what do you think? That's a good question. You're the producer, You're Your call. No, your call. You can choose whichever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's but your dessert. As an idea, you guys. Let's give it a go. Let's throw one on Why not? Ah. Hey, so folks, if you want to listen to one of Shane's digital desserts, right now, you don't have to do anything. There's no effort involved. But if you haven't already seen them and you're a listener to this pod, I'm shocked that you haven't gone yet. Yeah. Because they need the free taste. So, mm -hmm. if you don't like it, never go to the even check out our YouTube channel. If you like it, please do. Do it. All right, this is Shane's Digital Dessert, and we got a situation up in here, <laughs> but we don't have a situation in here. But unless you've been living under a cave, you will recognize the two people sitting next to me from Jersey Shore. But for all you cave dwellers, I will give their name. This is Vinny. Guadarino. Guadarino. And this is Dina. Okay, so there's obviously a lot of popular expressions that come out of Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. uh, GTL. One shot, bro. Cabs are here. Meatballs. T shirt time. T shirt time. Meatball problems. Okay, well, one that I'm thinking of is grenades. People are saying, oh, that term in 2018 isn't politically correct. And mm -hmm. I was wondering, on this season, is that word used? If not, is there another word to kind of demean unattractive women that we can like playfully use to call them? Well, we just call them fat girls now. No. You can't date a grenade. Okay. Well, I guess you can, but there's a misconception about what the word meant. Because a grenade, a, a, a cock-blocking friend... It's usually the it's less true. pretty of the two. If it was a hot girl, then you would gladly take her. Of course. But it doesn't mean fat. It can mean just ugly. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes it so much better. <laughs> but is the term used? Well, we say everything. Just the yes or no video. No. Yes, we say the fucking word grenade. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and the F-bomb in this interview. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering, how was uh, the script this year? Another misconception. I think that when you say scripted, people usually, what they mean is the typical reality show format of today we're talking about X. If you're talking about X, do you ever say Y? Alphabet play. I'll see you later. <laughs> that one's a little over my Z. A little over my Z. 
And welcome to my world, V-Man. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, but speaking of things you can and can't say, if I'm like, let's say, uh, about to get to the state of arousal and I wanted to kind of be funny with my friends. Why are you showing your aroused dick to your friends? I, I, yeah, that was a weird one. I'm just trying to... Uh, we need to get that down first yeah, and then go don't to worry about the, the context the no let's go there first and then worry about what you're gonna say speaking of which actually this isn't even a segue to that uh, sammy sweetheart like she's not on this season she's in a really really happy place right now with her new boyfriend right i think if it was a different format she would have done it do you think if she was on the show she would Smash Ron? No. Yes, Smush oh, no, no. Who would you rather smush? Between uh, the two boyfriends. Oh, between the two boyfriends. If I was a sheep and he was a sheep. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see Jay and Silent Bob strike back? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I only watch art films. Oh. And Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, a married woman. Oh, you're married? Yeah. Oh, everyone's moving on with their lives. Yeah. Um, I will. I, I wrote down notes. I can't... Look like you're about to show us your dick. No, no. <laughs> like you did your friend. What I was going to ask is Instagram followers. Snooki's like 10 million. murdering it. Do you guys keep track of that? Is that something that you're concerned about? Mm-hmm. I want to get them up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would well, love to get them up, but it's not like my priority. I was noticing a trend, though, and I, you probably know what I'm going to say. The most popular people on Instagram out of the Jersey Shore cast, what is the common denominator? Being like, really 10? Nope. No, because Jenny's not yeah. that tan. But what's the common denominators that the popular people have, Dina? Stories? Nicknames. Nicknames. Mm, JOL. Snooky. Situation has the least amount of followers. Yeah, but he's about to JTL, if you know what I mean. Jail, tan, laundry. Me? <laughs> Me? No, I would never joke about prison. Yeah, I think a nickname no. is huge. I think a nickname helps. Just humor me here. Giving, giving you guys nicknames. It seems like you've been through this bit before. No, no, no. I'd rather you do it because mm -hmm. I feel like you can't give yourself a nickname. Okay, so this could work out then. Could. I noticed that D is catchy. Like, your last name is very hard to say, obviously. Yeah. Guadarino. Guadarino. So I was thinking That's of going think. Vinny D at first. It's not a nickname. Then I was like, oh, okay, Polly D might get mad. Oh, I got you. Just but then I was like, what if we called you VD? Ooh, and it's like, like the STD. Like venereal disease. Yeah. Right, right. I, I don't feel know. that a little you bit. You like it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, or might... no protection. <laughs> and it's like you just never use protection. Raw dog? Oh, raw dog. Oh, I like that. That's a good raw one. Raw dog. I like raw dog. Why did you just say that? <laughs> oh, not like that. No, no, no. You just gave them the fucking but, sound bite they want. No, no, no. Here, right? Honestly, no, who doesn't like raw dogging? Yeah. It's just wait, Rod or oh, the nickname? Yeah, but also <laughs> sexually, it feels good. It's just dangerous. That's true. Like your new persona. Yes. Oh, this right. girl said I like raw dog. Oh my god, I didn't Everyone mean it like does. that. <laughs> okay, with I, my husband. You raw dog with your husband. Well, now they're trying to have a kid. So. Yeah. That's how I did it, and my wife's pregnant. Ronnie's having a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking, I was trying to think of names for like for his. This, it's a daughter, right? Yeah. What do you think of Jelmo? Jelmo? <laughs> yeah, it's like Elmo, but it's like gel. What held your hair yeah. gel? Or Scoochie. Scoochie? I like it. Dina. What if it was Dean Ah? Mm. And so you go, hey, I'm Dean. You shotgun a beer, and then you go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> or a shot. Oh, oh now he's like laughing. It. I like that. Kind of oh, works. That's Dean. sweet. <sighs> that is nice. That's dope. I think that could work. But how would you write that on Instagram? Dean, Dean dash A, -A, -H 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 -H. A H H H H H. 
Interesting. <sighs> yeah. It's um, an action, too. It's like a, a verb that goes into it. It's true. It's not just something you say, something you do. Millennials. How are you going to get them to watch? Wait, wait. Little kids don't recognize me anymore. Younger kids that are in their teens, like 13, that were too young to watch mm -hmm. the show 10 years ago, they're going to be watching, and their parents are going to be watching. Yeah. So it's going to be like a fucking family event. Okay, well, they're telling me to wrap up. I just got one question. Okay. You don't wrap it up. We're raw dog, bro. Um, <sighs> Dean. Dean. <sighs> Say we're in an elevator. I'm a millennial in this scenario. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And you have to convince me to watch. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Oh, we're doing it now? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. okay. Hi. Hey, nice. Uh, What's going on? Nice, nice Apple ear pods. You're creepy. We have a show coming out April 5th mm. called Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Your parents probably watched the original Jersey Maybe Shore. Maybe my grandparents. We used to run around and bang grenades. Let me ask you, do you like to have old. a good time? Well, that sounds like a loaded question. Of course I do. Okay, so your friends learned it from your family. You don't know your my family friends. family learned it from us. Shut up. You're, still, you're Yeah, so you're entitled. a little brat. You're you know entitled. what? Go freaking you stay in your work. room. You need to go <laughs> dig a ditch somewhere. Yeah, go sit in your room and freaking go play with yourself. You know what? I like the cut of your jib. Do you know who this is? One, two, three. Dean. Dean. Ah. Jersey oh, Shore, family vacation, coming to MTV real soon. And now we dance. Oh, is that happening? No. <laughs> <laughs> then we walk off. That's how the show walks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's all. That is our episode. Thank you to Big Spence for calling in and uh, getting to the bottom of that bus stuff. I hope you enjoyed Shane's Digital Dessert. Uh, audio only. Go watch it on YouTube at Mike on Much. You can find us online at Twitter and Instagram at Mike on Much. Huge thank you to Jenna Gregory and Terry Paquette for putting together the artwork. Subscribe to the damn show. And don't forget about that Shane's Digital Dessert intern contest. By the way, your promo last week was it fucking was great. hilarious. Yeah, it was very funny. So good. We should have said that yeah. sooner. But maybe yeah. people are still listening. Yeah, good job. Thank you. The Michael Much Podcast is produced by Max Kerman. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. See you next week if we don't die on the weekend. Don't jump on the thing.